You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Imagine waking up to a world that's as clear as your dreams. With Zeiss Smile technology, this is your reality. At Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, our mission is your vision. Conducted by a team of expert surgeons leveraging leading-edge technology, our procedure is safeguarded, swift, and tailored to your eye care needs. Say goodbye to the limits of glasses or contacts. Embrace a world where your vision keeps pace with your life's aspirations. Contact us today at 800-309-2020 or visit us online at ficta.com. At Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care, we are focused on you. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. My castle won't crumble. What I tackle will fumble. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet is up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Big says sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. I push the bar like I'm opening the cell. Hands in my cookie jar, you won't come out with a single nail. I need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? Well, Goliath fell. Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked. I make all my moves on the board. I invented my steps. Uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler. I feel like Mansa Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda. Triangle, look at it from my angle. I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels. Yeah. I'm a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. I'm a king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king. king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Smith, the King, and I'm excited to be talking to you. It is a great time of year. It's the best time of year if you're if you're asking me. In my book, it's the best time of year. I hope everybody has enjoyed their Christmas season. Um, if you celebrate Hanukkah or whatever your beliefs are and whatever you celebrate, I hope that you and your family had a great time and you were able to to spend it with people that you love. Uh, and, and it's been a great holiday season for our Buffalo Bills. The Bills won Saturday night in Los Angeles. Uh, it was a close game. Uh, not one that, not, not the way that most of us would have preferred for the game to go. But one thing that I've learned over the years of doing this podcast, and even before them, but more so um, since doing the podcast, um, I understand when the players and coaches say, hey, a win is a win in this league. I really understand just how difficult it is on a week-to-week basis to get these wins. I know a lot of times the emotions of it as a fan come out and it's like, man, we should beat this team. And, I, and I'm guilty of it. I do it every week on the show and I do it on Twitter. And I, you know, but, but at the end of the day, in reality, uh, you have to be somewhat pleased about 
where the Buffalo Bills are. And even though that game was close against a team that, you know, doesn't have a head coach, doesn't have a starting quarterback, they didn't have the starting their wide receiver one. Uh, they were without their best pass rusher. <laughs> they, were, they were without their best defensive tackle who they just released the week prior. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. But yet, somehow, they found a way to keep the game close and to uh, make the Buffalo Bills nervous up until the end of the game. And I'll talk about it in a little bit, but I still, like I said, I just wanted to kind of uh, let me walk there. Another thing that um, went well for the Buffalo Bills as far as this holiday season is, you know, it really couldn't have gone better on on for the other Sunday games and, and also the, the Monday slate of games. Uh, the only way that it would have been better in any way really is that if the Miami Dolphins would have lost to the Dallas Cowboys. But even with that, there's still good opportunity for the Buffalo Bills uh, to be in position for the AFC East. Like the, the, I mean, the division is still in play. The division is still in play. And I tell you what, I'm the first to, to admit that a, I'm shocked that the division is still in play and B man. Uh, look, I, I had, I lost faith. I lost faith in this team. And not in a sense of, you know, me loving the guys or me loving the team. I love the team. I, I I love everything about the team. But I just, this season, I lost faith about this team. I, I, when it came to, you know, can this team win the Super Bowl? If you asked me this five, six weeks ago, I absolutely not. If the team somehow makes the playoffs, I'm not, absolutely not. There's nothing that the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to do. If Again, if you asked me this five, six weeks ago. There's nothing that the Bills would have been able to do against the Ravens in the playoffs if they were playing the way that they were playing six weeks ago. But now, post-Ken Dorsey era, and now the Joe Brady era has begun, and I know he's still interim coach or, head, or interim offensive coordinator, but... To me, there there really shouldn't even be much of a discussion. That man should get the, uh, the he should get the full time opportunity as offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills next season. I understand that there are rules in place. Rooney rule: you got to interview some people, <laughs> specifically some people of color. But Joe Brady is he's shown uh, that a he filled in nicely for uh, the offense when Ken Dorsey was let go, and I don't think that. I don't think that it should be a problem to keep him around. There's obviously trust and communication between him and Josh Allen. I think that he sees the game a little bit differently. And I think that he's learned from his time in, in Carolina. I think he's learned. He said before that uh, he used to, I forget I forget when and where he quoted it, but he said, I used to try to out-coach and out-think the other team. And he said, and now I'm just understanding that I just have to score more points. And I know it sounds so simple, and I know it's not that simple, but it is. It is that simple. A lot of times we try to get too cute. And I think that was some of the things that that was the issue before. And I, I, that's what made me lose faith. The offense just didn't look like an actual NFL offense. Even though you look at the stats, Josh Allen still uh, put up MVP gaudy type numbers. Even though Josh Allen is still doing all these amazing things and Stefan Diggs is still doing all of these amazing things for the first uh 10, 11 weeks of the season. He's been struggling. He's been struggling. I don't I don't know what it is. And I, I'm not the one, you know, I'm always a, a Stefan Diggs supporter. And I talk about um, how the fan bases and 
how, you know, we got to relax when it comes to, to talking about Stefan Diggs in the way. And I don't want to run him out of Buffalo like, like we've run other stars out the league. But I tell you what, and, and again, I'm sticking on that. I'm saying that again. But I'll tell you what's different to me or I'll tell you what's concerning. These are the most drops I've seen Stefan Diggs have since he's become a member of the Buffalo Bills. And and it just seems that it, it could be Josh because no, not it could be Josh. Let me let me say this. I have not watched the game back. So this is this is all going from what I saw uh, in L.A. I was at the game Saturday night, so I didn't get to go back and watch it and see the things that I would normally look for. Um, so I'm just going based off of what the game made me feel like. But I know in the first half, I want to say first quarter, Josh overthrew or underthrew Stefan Diggs three times. I think he then he overthrew him again in the second quarter or underthrew him with that interception. Now, I do, uh, obviously, it's an interception for Josh, and I'm, you know, I'm the one that's always against arm punts. That's not a thing. There's no such thing as arm punts. And I still say that. However, I'm not upset with Josh Allen for taking a chance with his number one receiver downfield on a single covered play. But I, I do think Stefan Diggs typically would have fought just a little bit. Maybe, maybe he didn't track the ball properly. Again, I didn't watch the game back, so that's why I'm not saying Diggs didn't fight. I have to go back and watch, but... Um, it just, to me, it just looked like when a one-on-one -on -one opportunity, you expect your guy to like fight for that one-on-one, -on -one. you expect him to fight for that jump ball and he didn't do it. So, um, but it, it's okay. Josh got his interception, but Josh figured it out. Uh, the, the offense started to roll a little bit better. James Cook is still, uh, every week proving that he's turning into a superstar, man. And it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver has been nothing short of a surprise to me. I know he got the extension. I was the guy that did not believe that he deserved. Deserve is the wrong word. I did not think that the contract was worth the production we would receive. I was completely wrong. Ed Oliver is playing the best football of, of his career to this point. And look, I was wrong about you, bro. I apologize. I apologize. Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis had the biggest game of the season for himself. Um, doesn't doesn't quite change how I feel. I just want you all to know I, I, I see him when he does well. I think he is a talented wide receiver. He is not a wide receiver, too, until he can have consistent. I don't need him to have 100 and whatever yards and a touchdown every game. You give me 65 yards a game, man. Give me 60 yards a game. Let that be your average for the year and not have zeros. And I understand that sometimes the conversation has been that Josh has not seen him or overlooked him. That's fine. That's a, and that's a discussion. We can have that discussion. But I am happy with what I saw from the Buffalo Bills. I'm happy um, even though it was a close game. The reason why I'm saying I'm happy is because going into the playoffs now, if the Buffalo Bills clinched this weekend with a win against the Patriots and a couple other things, a couple dominoes falling their way, if the Bills get into the playoffs, now, and this is the difference of what I was saying about six weeks ago versus now. Now I'm confident with the offense that I'm seeing. That not only can the Buffalo Bills outscore really any opponent that they have to go up against, I'm also seeing a defense that's now, uh, they figured out how to play without Matt Milano. They figured out how to play with a lot, without a lot of guys. So, you know, when you go on a, they're what, four out of the last five games they've won. 
their last four games they've went on a or three games I don't know they're on a win streak Josh looks great the defense looks great Jordan Poyer I don't care what anybody says this is not just the the typical from me before where because he's my guy where I just say that he's playing great look I've, I've admitted earlier in the season that he was in some plays in some areas um that I felt like there were times that he didn't he didn't look like the same Jordan, but then I'm also looking at the fact that Micah don't look like the same Micah. So are are we looking at the guys not being themselves or are we looking at them overcompensating for Matt Milano not being there and are they trying to do too much and then get caught out of position and can't recover? I don't know what the answer is, but as of late, watching Jordan Player, or I'm sorry, watching Jordan Poyer play linebacker has been something for me that it's been, it's been it's been so beautiful to watch. He plays the linebacker position. You can still call him a safety if you want, because I know he's out there in that safety role, but he is a thumper. He down here, that, that dude is out there playing linebacker, and he's looking for work every single play. The first drive, man, he, he look, laying dudes out. Now, last year, y'all know, I, and, and for years, I've been screaming bodies when it came to how Tremaine Edmonds would make a big play for us and, and do something, lay somebody out. Listen, Jordan has been looking for bodies. He's been looking for bodies. And it's not just Jordan. That's what I mean. The defense has, they've started to get, you can just see the energy again. They're faster. I miss AJ Epinesa. I understand that, you know, the injury was there. I can't wait to get him back. Can't wait to get him back. He, he, I think he would have made a difference in that Chargers game. I absolutely do. I think he would have made a difference in that Chargers game. But it's okay. It's okay. Because, again, we still found a way to win. And the reason why I'm confident into the playoffs is because I feel like Week 7 Buffalo Bills would have found a way to lose that game. That game, the way it went, where we drove down the field, ran the clock out, I feel like earlier in the year, the Buffalo Bills would have found a way to lose that game. So now are the Chargers a top five, top seven team on the of the AFC that, you know, it's like, well, this is a playoff caliber team. No, it's not. It's not. But that's not the point that I'm making here. When I opened the show, I talked about how I'm learning now and I've learned over the years that it truly is a week to week league. When you can see the New England Patriots beat Buffalo in New England earlier in the season, when you can see the Bills lose to the Denver Broncos, but then turn around and blow out. The Miami Dolphins, who at the time that they were blown out, had the best, most explosive offense that a lot of us have seen in our lifetime at, to that point. Now, some things have changed. They've had some games that didn't go quite their way. So now Miami don't have the same type of fire on offense. But I'm going to tell you, don't don't be confused. Miami is still that team. And week 18 is going to be something, especially if they if they man, if they lose to Baltimore this weekend in the game. If man, if we could go for the division, I just believe that the Buffalo Bills are ready, man. I believe that they're ready. I believe that they're ready. So I don't want to look ahead, you know, uh, at week 18, because that's not what you do. I'm talking about week to week leagues and how teams can beat us. I just told you how the Patriots beat us back in New England <laughs> earlier in the season, which Drove every Bills fan crazy. So we cannot overlook this game. We cannot do it. DraftKings has the Buffalo Bills opening as 11.5 point favorite. That line has moved to 12. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills, man, look, we can't overlook this team. We can't do it. So let me bring my guy in. I got my guy, uh, Pat Lane. He's a good friend. Patriots fan, but that's okay. We're going to still love him anyway. Uh, we got a quick word from our sponsor, and then I'll bring my guy in. Let's go. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, football fans, the season is here. So you know that means family, football, and food. But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Ladies and gentlemen, my guy is here. My brother from another mother. You know, we don't we don't really like Patriots fans, but this one I tend to love just a little bit. This is my guy, Pat Lane. Uh, he's a good man, but he's a Patriots fan. What's going on, man? How you doing, Spence? So happy to be here. I uh, love coming on the show. I feel the same way about you, man. It's, uh, you know, we went back and forth a little bit on Christmas Eve. You know, it's uh, I love you. Even though you're a Bills fan, I love you. <laughs> Patriots fan, man. I feel like we'd be best friends, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, we 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 got a lot of the same interests. We got a lot of same values, but you know, it's just that that thin line for me when it comes to that Patriots thing. I just can't do it. But um, but before we jumped on, you know, we talked a little bit, and I'm like, no, let, let you know, let's let's save this for the show because it's just yeah. it's perfect. Um, I, I started off by talking about like, you know, I hope you enjoyed your Christmas, and then I said, hey. Your team got a win there, you know, so so I'm, I know your Christmas went well. And then you kind of gave me some different perspectives. Let's kind of start there. So as, as a Patriots fan right now, it has to be a – I think it has to be a good feeling. Like, you know, Bailey Zappi comes in, and it's like yep. the offense finally looks somewhat like an offense. And, um, you know, I know Bill Belichick is on, a, on his way out. We'll kind of talk about that too. But, but tell me right now what it just feels like as a Patriots fan in this space, in this moment. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, like I was saying to you, is that it's almost a little bittersweet to win games, right? Because you want the draft pick, right? The Patriots mm-hmm. Patriots fans now, you know, they we won, we won two out of three. And had we lost all three games, we'd have the number one pick right now, right? And so, um, and so we didn't, of course. And so we've won two out of three, fine. And so it's like, it's a little bittersweet. You get those wins, right? And, but... At the same time, you see how hard they work. You see how much time they put in. The locker room does not look like a 4-11 and 11 locker room. It just doesn't. Like the way the guys interact with each other, the way they they support each other, the way they, you know, talk to coaches and talk to each other, like it doesn't feel like a 4-11 and 11 team. Mm-hmm. And so they're so upbeat and they're so happy for each other and they support each other so much. And you're like, well, they put so much work in like – how could you root against them? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, yes, I want the high draft pick, but like, I can't root against them. Like they're also my favorite team, you know? And so uh, I'm happy for the players. I'm happy for the guys. And and the other part of it for me is that, and we we talked about this on the show, uh, on my show is that like, you want to win the right way. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if we're winning because our young guys are playing well and, you know, we're getting really good games from young players, and they're making big plays and big moments, then you can live with that because you feel like you're building on something, mm-hmm. right? If if we go into a game and it's like, ah, oh, the, the Patriots play crappy and the other team plays crappy and it's like they just get some random fluke win at the end of the game but you walk away like, oh, that, that was a terrible game. Like, the, what's the point of winning those games, you know? So 
um, you know, we're not fighting for a playoff spot. So if you play like crap, you want the team to lose, right? You don't want them to win in a crappy game. So, um, but that was not the case Sunday night. Sunday night, there were a lot of young guys played well. Christian Barmore is an absolute monster, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so, and Bailey Zappi has looked a lot better. And Damari Douglas looks like a, like a legitimate slot receiver. And so, you know, there are, there are things going on where you can look at it and say, okay, there are big moments, guys made plays in big moments. And so we can be happy about that moving forward and hopefully build on that. Well, it's, it, it's, I can completely understand it from the, the standpoint of you saying like, yeah, I want the draft pick, but you know, I can't root against these guys. And and like, it's one of the things where for me earlier in the season, I was just talking. So the first half of the show, I just talked about how as a Bills fan, it was frustrating for me. If you asked me six weeks ago, I would have told you, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if this, this team could make the playoffs or make anybody scared in the playoffs. I just didn't see the yeah. possibility. Um, but again, you don't want to root against them in those moments. You want to see them in that passion. You want to, but man, go from a potential number one pick. Now you're at four, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, which so I think, going into the season. Oh, go ahead. My bad. Oh, I, I was just gonna say, I think I think that might change if if both us and Washington lose out. Washington has it's all based on strength of schedule. Right. Washington has San Fran and Dallas the last two games. We have yes. Buffalo and the Jets, and so it's like the 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 uh, win loss disparity should be enough. I think we're like four thousandths of a percentage behind uh, Washington, and so that should push Washington up enough that we sneak into that three spot anyways, if we both lose out. But I mean, you know, but either way, okay. you're right. Well, let me ask you this. And I don't want to get too far ahead. Cause I'm not ready. I'm not ready for the draft talk. I'm not ready for anything <laughs> like that, but just as a Patriots fan, knowing how the season has gone and you kind of know that things are different. A Bill Belichick will not be there next year. He's not going to be the guy calling the shots at the draft. Um, so two things about that. A, what direction do you want to see the team kind of go when, with a head coach GM type? Do you want a combination? Do you want another kind of somebody to have the same type of power Bill Belichick had? Yeah. Or do you want a different structure? And then B, um, again, I don't want to be, make this too long. That's why I'm asking it like this. And then yeah, B, yeah. You, you want a quarterback in round one? Or what do you, what do you want um, at this point after the way the season has gone? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I'm starting to wonder whether Bill Belichick is actually going to be gone next year. We'll see, but I- I'm starting mm-hmm. to wonder if that's actually going to happen. They're just wow. They're playing so hard for him. Like you can tell that the players still buy in and still love him and still work and still play for him. And so I don't know. And I think he probably will be, but I I'm starting to get less confident about that. Um, and by the way, like he's still the greatest coach of all time, and he still is putting on defensive clinics. Um, you know, the defense has got a billion injuries and they're still playing well, which is crazy. So, um, so, okay, fine. We'll see what happens. But, but if a bill is gone, I don't want to give the reins over to someone else. I do want a young GM and a young coach. That's what I want. I don't want Jim Harbaugh. I don't want, you know, a, 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 you know, a Frank Reich type guy. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I want a new forward thinking coach and a forward-thinking GM that's going to take this team into the 21st century. I want a quarterback that can move. Doesn't have to be Jaden Daniels, right? But I want a quarterback that can move. Could be Jaden Daniels. I'd be okay with that. I need a guy with mobility. Get outside the pocket and do things. You saw what Lamar did last night, uh, you know, to San Fran's defense. And you, know, you see what Josh Allen does up in Buffalo. Like, you know, you're going to make mistakes. There's going to be things that happen because the guy thinks that he can be, you know, Superman. But I'm okay with that because I can live with the mistakes if we're getting, you know, the highs of the highs. Um, 
Um, and then the second part of that is that I think quarterback in the first round is kind of where I'm leaning. But to me, it all comes down to what they think, right? If you end up at three and May and Williams go number one, one and two, well, then you're taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Like that's a no brainer to me. If you're at six and you don't love the guys that are there, maybe Jaden Daniels goes in the top five and you don't get any of those top three quarterbacks. Well, now, unless you love Michael Penix, and even if you do, I think taking him at six is crazy. So, you know, I think it really just depends on what the board looks like. They have a lot of holes, like a lot of holes. And so there's a lot of things that they can fill. Now, Joe Walton, Olu Fushanu are two really good left tackles. I think uh, sound, certainly sounds like Trent Brown is gone after this year. So if Trent Brown's gone, then you need a left tackle. Now, do they sign a left tackle? Do they draft? A, I don't know, right? But maybe they decide to draft a left tackle in the first round. Uh, and I'd be okay with that. Maybe they decide to draft a wide receiver in the first round. I'd be okay with that. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. I think long story short for me, the first round is going to, ha- we're going to have to see what plays out. Right. If you tell me Caleb Williams is on the board and they don't take him, I'm going to be pissed. I don't care who it is. I don't care where the draft and if he's on the board, and they don't take, him, I'm going to be pissed. But like, do they love Jaden Daniels? Do they think he can be a quarterback. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. Right. And the hard thing is that a lot of these guys are older players. Like Jaden Daniels is a fifth year senior who really this year was his first year where he really wowed everyone. Right. And maybe you just figured it out. I don't know. Right. But like Michael Penix Jr. is an older guy. Bo Nix is an older guy. These are older players that are, st- you know, are just now making a serious impact, you know, and making themselves like really first round picks. So that's a little concerning where it's like, was it just the perfect situation? Um, whereas Kate Williams has the talent and you see that he has the talent right away. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. And, that, and it all makes sense. It all makes sense. I, for me, obviously, uh, outside looking in, there's certain things that don't want to happen. You know, I don't want Marvin Harrison Jr. to end up a New England Patriot. Right. I don't want, you know, like, so there's certain things that don't want to happen. But, um, man, it, it's going to be an interesting offseason with everything when it comes to your team. Like, I'm going to actually be plugged in to everything yeah. New England Patriot. And I think I think Bills fans, Jets fans, and Dolphins fans should be. Uh, when, when you have a team that's in your division that – you know, up until just recent years, they've dominated the way that they've dominated. You you kind of want to keep an eye on them and make sure that you want to keep them down. So let's let's yeah. let's keep paying attention to what they're doing. But but let's move on to this weekend, man. Um, let me ask, man, because you just said if you guys lose out, and it, so I feel like you're coming into this game with the expectation, that, hey, look, the Bills are, are a better team at this point; they're going to win. We thought that earlier in the season, and the Buffalo Bills came out to New England, and it just didn't go that way. So, um, where are you at for this weekend? Well, you know, the Bills are going to are gonna try to even up the season, season series. Um, you know, it's uh, – listen, no matter what happens, it always feels good to beat the Bills. So the fact that we might be drafting, you know, in the top three or four, we still beat the Bills. And so that's good enough for me. Um, look, I, I think that the Patriots are going to lose. You're in Buffalo. I assume the Patriots are going to lose. And, yes, I want – like – I, I kind of want to lose at this point. It doesn't really make a difference to me. I wanted the Bills to miss the playoffs. It kind of seems like that isn't going to happen. They're on a roll, and all of the teams in front of them are just sucking right now. And so it, it just seems like the Bills are going to make the playoffs, kind of no matter what. Um, I will say, the Patriots, the lowest the Patriots can draft is ninth right now. If you said to me, the Patriots are going to draft ninth, but they're going to force the Bills to miss the playoffs, I would take that deal a million times out of a million. 
I would like, I'd be okay. I'll, I'll draft at nine. That's fine. If we can keep the bills out of the playoffs, I'm cool Just, with that. <laughs> uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, and, and honestly, the bills right now are playing maybe the best football. I mean, the Ravens right now look unbelievable, but outside of the Ravens, I don't know. Like, I think the Bills could go into Kansas City and beat Kansas City. And they just beat Kansas City, right? So, like, in Kansas City, yeah. Right. So, like, I don't have any fear. If I were a Bills fan, I wouldn't have any fear of walking into Kansas City and winning. You know, like, I don't know. I don't think this, and even Miami, like, we'll see what happens with Miami, but like, I'm interested in, in, in seeing what that looks like, too. So, um, you know, of course, hey, you'll get look, a chance. You get a chance last just, game of the season to see, to see, well, you what know, happens, they, just, they you know? beat Dallas. They beat Dallas, but it does also still look like they're, they started their somewhat of an unravel. You know, it's like yeah. in December, early January, we're, I'm used to seeing the Dolphins, you know, ride high all season, and then they, they kind of just yep. fizz out at the end. Yep. And again, they, they beat they beat the Cowboys, but it's not going to be easy these last two weeks. Like, they could very easily, oh, yeah. you know, kind of kick themselves out of that number one position in the AFC East. And the build. So if they lose against – if if – yeah, if the Dolphins lose this weekend against the Ravens and then they yep. lose to the Bills in Week 18, the Buffalo Bills will win the AFC East. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And that's yeah, crazy assuming they beat the, the Patriots, right? But like, but yes, I mean, which is insane. And you would have thought that that would have been crazy when the Bills were six and six and, you know, and then going against the Chiefs and the Cowboys, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, so we'll, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I think the Dolphins have just gotten unlucky, right? Tyreek gets hurt. Now Jalen Waddle might be hurt. Um, you know, it's a, they said he has a high ankle sprain, so he it sounds like he's at least missing this weekend against against uh, against Baltimore, which you know, hurt. hurt, which makes it which makes it really difficult for them. And so, you know, it, it becomes a situation where that matters because I'm sorry, I there is a zero percent chance that I am betting on Miami to go into a cold weather environment and win in the playoffs. No chance. First of all, it's Miami. They never do that. And second of all, you got a team that's predicated on offensive weapons and speed. If it's a snow game or if it's super cold out, like that, that doesn't play as much, right? And so, um, I just don't, I don't see them winning. Certainly in Buffalo, in in a game, and you know, if you guys were to end up as the four and they end up as the five or whatever the case may be, um, although I don't think you'd be the four anyways, I think you'd be the three. I think, um, see, either I think the way. It, Depending on where it falls, you know, everything, it looks like two or three, which is crazy. Again, it's just yeah. crazy to me that we could even be a two. But, right. but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, and, I, and so that's – so it's just one of those interesting things. Like, you know, who knows what happens. And honestly, I was talking to my dad about this uh, Christmas Eve, and we were saying, like, he said, he goes, I think this is the Bills year. Like, because last year was the year. Like, you – from an outside perspective, you looked at it and said last year was the year. They were absolute wagon. Then you had the thing happen with DeMar – and it was like the whole, like the entire country is rooting for the Bills, right? And they choke in the playoffs and lose. And you're like, and and so, and I don't know, right? Was it was the was the emotion too much? Was it was there too much pressure on them? I don't, I, you know, I don't know what the situation was. Then this year, it looked, it's the exact opposite, 
right? You got the terrorist comments and you got the, you know, all the shit going on. And it looks like a complete cluster, right, in Buffalo. And they're six and six and they're out of the playoff picture and they're losing and they're playing the Chiefs and the Cowboys back-to-back games. You're like, there's no way. They're done. And they rip off three in a row. And now they could rip off five in a row to end the season, finish the season 11 and six. And, and like you say, end up as a two or three seed. And they have all the momentum going to the playoffs, whereas no one's been talking about them for a month, you know? And so it, it becomes, it becomes that situation where it's like, nobody believed in us. There's no, there's no positive press about us at all. We're out there to prove everyone wrong. And that, that's the type of energy I think that it takes to get to, you know, the AFC championship game or, or the, or the Super Bowl. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I, and again, I said it earlier and I said it earlier on the, on the show before you jumped in too, it was like six, seven weeks ago, I would not have this type of feeling if somebody asked me about the bills and going into the playoffs right now, uh, the way the offense looks after making that change from, from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady, the way the defense looks after the the coaching staff figured out, okay, we're out of Matt Milano. We don't have Daquan Jones. So let's figure out some other things and, and use other guys like Jordan Poyer as a linebacker instead of as a safety and see how that works. Let's see how, and you know, and they made a trade for um, Russell Douglas. And so the Huge little trade. things that they did and it's like, okay, now I see, it's a completely different thing going down the stretch of the season. And I am, I wasn't confident. I am now, man. And uh, so this weekend, I don't think that, that I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know what I expect out of this game. Like normally, you know, I come yeah. on here and I'm like, look, yeah, the bills are better. One in a row. We're going to blow you out. I, I don't, I don't know. And the reason why I'm saying it, I think that the Buffalo bills at this point, because of the way the season went, they, they won the games that people felt like, we're going to be too hard or whatever besides maybe the Eagles but then like games that we just knew they were supposed to win they found ways to lose them in ways where it was like what like just head scratch Patriots game head scratcher yeah. uh Denver head scratcher um I can go back earlier even the Jaguars to me I know they're a better team than than kind of you know talking about well I guess Denver is a, a decent team too but you don't lose to the Jaguars that way to me, if you, you know. Yeah, so again, now you fast forward here, and it's like, yo, these guys are. This is a completely different squad. So now for me, going into the if we if we clinch, you know, and we get in, to me, I, I look at it like other than Baltimore in the AFC, I don't think any team wants to play the Bills. So I agree with everything you said there, man. Yeah, no, and it's honestly, it's like, who do you even trust in the AFC? Like I don't know, and you know, Baltimore put on a show last night, which by the way, like. Screw friggin' Kyle Shanahan for Christ's sake. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan and you know, Sam Fran has screwed me twice so far this year, fantasy wise, <laughs> has killed me. Two weeks ago, I was playing against Derrick Henry. They got the ball with two and a half minutes left, couldn't kill the clock. Henry gets the ball, scores a touchdown, I lose. Last night, I had McCaffrey. All I needed was a touchdown. I'm in the fantasy semifinals. All I need is a touchdown. You get the ball first and go with the two. You give it to him once. What are you doing? Andy Dalton is your quarterback. Just hand it off three times. Like, what are you doing? Not Andy Dalton. I agree. Sam Donald. I agree. Like, what are you doing? So, I, I agree, but here's my problem with that. So the guy I was playing in in my semifinals had McCaffrey, and I was up by four points. And if yeah, he would have so, gave it to McCaffrey, I would have lost. So I'm in the championship. Situation. So I'm just telling you, like, I, I understand you, but I appreciate the fact. <laughs> so I, on one hand, Pat, he doesn't like you, Cal. I, I, but I'm going to tell you what. You get love over here right, for me. Yeah, right. You. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the situation, man. It was, Dude, I'll tell you, going into, going into last night, just quickly with this game, I was up by, like, I was up by like seven points. 
I had McCaffrey. Okay. He had AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, Isaiah Likely, and Devontae Adams going. And I still almost won because all those guys had grabby games. And it was just like, and it came down to the end. And I was just like, would have been a miracle. I mean, like to win, but still. Um, anyways, look, I, I just think I don't trust anyone in the AFC. I don't trust, I trust no one in the AFC outside of Baltimore. Baltimore's kind of shown it over and over and over mm-hmm. again that they are a really good team. And Baltimore, you talk about a team that like they've played two 11 win teams and have smacked them both. Um, you know, and so, and of course, last night kind of ended up a little, you know, ended up being 14 points and it could have been seven, but like they were in control that whole game. Yeah. Like that was, that was never, San Fran was never really in the game. They picked them off five times. Like it was just, they were dominant. Um, and I tell you what, if the referee didn't cause a safety oh, at the one on. point, you know, who knows, you know, seriously, like even yeah. then, who knows what would have happened on that play? Lamar Jackson looked like he could have scrambled possibly. I don't know if he would have got a first or not, but you know what I mean? Like you just right. never know. They yeah. could have went on to further. It just, and I hate the fact that when a referee does get in a way like that, that it's like, oh, well, it's just part of the game. They're part of the field. So if you fall on them, it's like, I hate that. Foolish. I think that that's, yeah, it is. The referees this season have been foolish, but anyway. Anyway, man, look, it's been a pleasure, man. As always, man, you, you, um, you know, everybody, Bills fans, I know. Again, we don't like the Patriots, but if you do need good content and you need to know what's happening out there in New England and you want to know uh, some good insight as to what they have going on, Pat Lane is the guy to follow. Pat, why don't you go ahead and plug your show and kind of plug some of the content you do? Yeah, thanks so much. Again, I love your show. Love you, man. We got to get you back on our show too. It's uh, it's yeah, it's exactly. always a great time talking to you, and you have such a you have such a, a a good perspective on things, right? It's always fun to talk. Look, it's fun to talk and it's fun to go back and forth with people and, you know, and give each other crap and stuff. But, but to know that people really care at the end and, and you're a great yeah. guy. And so, uh, and you do a lot for, for, you know, for the area of Buffalo, I think too. So, um, so I, I love, I love interacting with you, but yeah, but I, uh, my show is the Pat's nation podcast, uh, Pat's nation network. I'm sorry. So you can search that anywhere, anywhere you get your, uh, you get your podcasts or we're also on YouTube under that as well. And then I'm at P lane underscore Pats, always talking Patriots, but I talk movies. I talk all sorts of different things. I'm a math teacher. So I'm always talking about math and teaching too, and stuff like that. So, uh, so again, appreciate having you having me on, man. It's been a blast and I hope you had a, a great holiday season. Yeah, man. And Hey, I appreciate those words. I honestly, I feel the exact same way about you. Like, and, and you know that I've said that yeah. to you privately and publicly, man, you're a good dude. Like really. Uh, and, and the fact that you're a teacher, certain conversations that we've had surrounding that, I just, listen, this guy is a great guy. Go follow him. And I mean that, like, there's not many guys that I will literally sit here and, and just, uh, and gush over as like with a bromance for two minutes. This is my guy. <laughs> follow him. Listen, y'all know how we do with Buffalo Rumblers, man. We love you. Love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. And as always, y'all stay positive, test negative. Go Bills.